You're listening, You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. Hey, welcome to the On Call Empath. I'm your host, Raj Mantaj. You know, I've been posting online about a episode that I wanted to do just by myself about my own trauma. I know that uh, after so many episodes, a lot of you guys were asking me, you know, how did I get to a point of being an empowerment coach? Uh, what are the, some of the things that prepared me to become a coach and learn from my past? Um, I think this is going to be a good uh, episode for anyone that's listening out there that might feel stuck, um, you know, in life, and they're just not sure which direction to go to. I think this episode will answer a lot of questions. So stick around till the end. Um, I am also giving coaching. Um, I have a few spots left. So definitely hit me up um, in the bio below and I'll be happy to reach out to you. So let's just dig in. Um, you guys know me as the on-call empath, but before all of this started, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't the person I am today. Um, what I will say is that, um, you know, growing up, you know, especially as a child, there was a lot of, uh, issues that I was going through. I was coming off of like abuse, low self-esteem, um, toxic shame, uh, going through the grade system. Um, it was, it was really bad, but again, I think a lot of us go through that. I think that's part of life. Um, but for someone like, you know, that's an empath or a highly sensitive person, I feel like it, you know, we're a lot more sensitive. So, it's something that we just can't forget. And we take that with us um, in every walks of life, whether it's your job or your work, um, any aspects of dealing with people, um, it it affects you. And at least it affected me. And it wasn't until, um, you know, I started talking to people and I started studying the subject on the mind, the power of belief and what we put in here in our head makes the biggest difference. So I want to start off by, you know, just telling you like, okay, you know, childhood is, is a time where our operating system is blank. So everything that we learn from the external world, it is downloaded into our system. So we, we absorb that. It's like, it's, it's like a program, just like when you're going on Microsoft word or, you know, Mac OS, it's written. It can't be changed. That's what I thought. The good news is, and for anyone that's listening, that's in a tough spot, I'm living proof to here to tell you that it can be rewritten. It can be unlearned and you can download a brand new system, if that makes sense. Um, so just diving in is as a kid, I would do everything to avoid conflict and you know, speaking to a lot of my clients, I think one of the things that they all say is that they avoid conflict. They hate it. They either live with somebody who's toxic or a narcissist, or they have to go to a job and deal with somebody who they just can't stand. That's a big issue, especially for people that have been through trauma, highly sensitive or empaths, because we internalize everything. It's not just like something bad happens. And like most people, you know, within a couple hours, we're we're okay. But like someone like me, this would go on for weeks and I would keep overthinking it and thinking about a situation until I got to a point where I was sick 
and I would have body aches and anxiety and depression, and it would just snowball. And I know I'm not alone because I've spoke to so many people. I've had over a hundred guests on here and people that share their story also say, especially the sensitive people that you can't let things go just for face value. It's just something, I guess, with empaths, we hold on to it and we reference it. It's like we put it in the back of our head and then we pull it out every time somebody does something similar. So next time I, you know, go into a relationship or if I go to a new job with a boss, I pull that, you know, that's that card out and I'm like, okay, what happened last time? It's going to happen again. And so it's really weird. Um, you know, once I figured that out, that I am putting this in my head, nobody else is. And it took me years to figure this out. Um, I thought if I people please or try harder and I do things to the perfect dot my eyes, you know, cross my T's that people would like me more, you know, and they would uh, not give me any problems. They would respect me. But the truth is it caused more problems. It caused more anxiety. It caused more suffering all because I was compliant and I was trying too hard and I wanted to say what they wanted to hear. So if you, if you're listening right now and you live with somebody who blows, blows you off, um, or they, they treat you below, you know, they think that they're above you and you're just feeling like, okay, this person is not respecting me. Well, how did it get to that point? You know, what types of things have you done for them to treat you that way? Well, one of the reasons, at least for me, it was, I would be agreeable. I would want to not rock the boat. Um, and how this would happen is they would either try to poke at me with toxic shame saying, Oh, you're not really that good. You, you know, you're average. Actually I can find someone better to do this job. Or, um, if you're married to somebody, you know, they'll say like, Hey, you're, you're losing it. You're losing your looks. You're getting weight. And all these things really add up because words are so powerful they're almost, I mean, they can damage people worse than like physical, you know, and I truly believe that because words can ruin lives. And it, when it's a, when it's an attack on your self by somebody that you love, it really plays a role and there's no time limit on that. And so you can fast forward 20, 30 years and there are people in their late eighties, nineties, who still remember like it was yesterday. Um, the words that, that were, you know, they got hurt from. So my first point is watch what you say, watch what you put into your head, watch the words that are coming out of your mouth. If you say words like I can't, or I'm no good, or it'll never, all these things plant seeds in our heads. And I know like it's, it's scientifically proven, like, that whatever we believe, whatever we say, we can manifest it into our lives. But if we're always around negative people who are putting us down that don't respect us, we're never going to get there. We're going to keep going in circles and we're going to maybe 
reach out to somebody, feel good for a little bit, and then go right back to our patterns. And that's what I did for years and years and years until I started doing the work. I stopped looking to others to heal me. I started looking to myself, my gut, and not not be afraid to say no. I had to practice that out loud. I, I had to practice in the mirror saying no. And that was the hardest thing. Because I didn't want to put anyone, like I didn't want to upset nobody because I, I wanted to be the, oh, the nice guy. Like he's going to do it. Don't worry. Like when I started saying no, I started getting more respect. I started going up and get promotions and people were, were respecting more, me more. Um, when I started speaking up for myself, putting myself first, everything changed. And one thing I noticed with empaths and highly sensitive people, since we don't put ourselves first, we always put ourselves second. We're going to keep going in this loop over and over. So what is it like to put yourself first? Well, you can start by saying what's on your mind. I used to lie a lot just so I can keep the peace. You know, when someone had asked me, well, how, you know, how does this look to you? Doesn't look good, but I would just say, you know what? It's fine. You know, I, I like it. Why? Conflict. We hate conflict. I would do everything in my power to get out of that fear of rejection, you know, avoid conflict, shame, you know. But then when I peeled the layers slowly, you know, I, I, I would talk to many people on the podcast and I had, you know, a couple friends um, that I trust. And we would go back and it would always go back to childhood that little inner child, little boy, you know, in the playing in the field, you know, at, when they were a kid, that's, that's who I needed to focus on. And, and if you're listening, whether you're male or female, you have that inner child. We all do. It doesn't matter what age you are. Some people hide it. They don't want, they don't want to acknowledge it. But if you sit down and ask that little boy or girl, like, you know, what, what's, what do you need? Maybe you never got anyone to ask you that as a child. Maybe you need, just needed someone to listen to you or hold you or do stuff with you. And if you didn't get all that, we could start there. Like, and, and especially with my coaching, that's a main component is starting at the very beginning. You may not think it didn't affect you, but everything that we learn from childhood, it shapes our adulthood, no matter how much you cut it. And so when I started to dissect that, it started to make sense like, oh, okay, this is why I avoid, this is why I people please. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, if I didn't do that, then, you know, I would get consequences and then I would hate myself for it. It would lead to a breakdown, depression, anxiety, weight gain, addiction, you know, and I got, I'm sure you guys saw my picture. I was like 215 pounds. Um, it's on social media. You can look at it, but the picture that I have now is a before and after, but it was a lot of work to, to lose all that weight because I was at a point where I didn't get, give a fuck about life, let alone the next day. I would just eat fast food and stay up all night, just thinking about what someone else said. And that's how I would live my life. So if you're listening out there 
and you're going through a period of time where you're just, you don't have time to breathe. You know, I mean, just even making dinner, like let's say you're making dinner for your family and you're just rushing throughout the day. You're not living, you're just existing. Ask yourself, you know, what can you do to just step back and put yourself first for one time, just sit down and do something for yourself, not for your husband or wife or kids, for you, the listener right now, what, what can you do to self give yourself self-love? And if you don't know how, um, or you're not sure like what it feels like, or maybe you do, and, and it feels kind of foreign to you that that's normal because you never really got self-love from anyone, let alone now I'm asking you to give it to yourself. And that was one of the toughest things for me. It's like, what, what does that mean? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go by myself, you know, something and that'll make me feel good. And that's not the way to go either. Cause then, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to go do something that might not be good for my health. You know, if I go buy something materialistic, it's going to be good for a couple of days. And then I'm going to be right back where I am. I'm talking about really doing something for yourself. Saying the words I am in everything instead of I can't, I am love, I am, you know, I am capable. And these are things that I don't, that I make my clients say out loud every day, at least once a day, preferably, you know, several times a day in a journal. But that's how you rewire the mind because all these years, imagine decades going and you're like, I'm no good, I'm too fat, I'm too ugly, nobody's going to hire me because I'm. I'm over the hill, whatever the excuse, that's all downloaded and the universe doesn't care. That's what I want to tell you is there's no time frame. The universe only works is when you fully believe it without question and you expect nothing in return. I mean, you could sit here and be like, okay, I just want to be happy. I want a million dollars. I want the best you know, relationship. It ain't going to happen. Because you have to do the work. You have to answer the questions. Why do you deserve that? And I want details. What does that look like? How, what is your plan from A to B? You can think all you want about being a, you know, well off or being with the perfect uh, husband or wife, having, you know, certain things. But is that really going to complete your life? So what I ask people to do is write down what you want and be specific. A brick house with, you know, a dog and a picket fence and a community that supports me, that understands me in a warmer climate. Even going even more detailed, like the more detailed, the better. When you can visualize that in your head, you're that much closer to getting to where you want to go. But when you're coming from trauma and you're in in beginning recovery phases, it's very tough. And frankly, you, you need a support group. You need at least somebody to keep you accountable, to make sure that you're not veering off path, because there are going to be days where you're going to go back to, Hey, I, I did it for a week and you know, I don't feel like doing it this week. And that's happened to me. I give you an example with the gym. I, I went for a couple of weeks and then I stopped. Then I would go for a little bit. And I'd stop. 
and I kept doing it yo-yo back and forth. And that's just an example of like what a lot of people do. And it's not just the gym. It could be anything that's creating a habit. So my point is when I was growing up, I was, I was going through all this stuff because this is what I saw. This is what I experienced. This is what I, I observed from everyone around me. And so that I, it became true. And so when I talk to people, I, they can sense it. They can sense the insecurity. They can sense um, that I wasn't sure. And then I would always do what I was told. Fast forward to the day after I did the work and I started asking myself the right questions, I can look someone right in the eye and say no and not feel any guilt. I, I feel perfectly fine now. It took years to do that. And that skill takes time. For some, it might be quicker. But for me, I mean, it took a while because I had to practice every day. And I would start with people that I trust. I would start saying no to them. I would stop stop people pleasing with people that I knew that wouldn't hold me, like wouldn't guilt trip me. And then, so then once I got through that, at that point, I would move to you know, to the next level and start doing that and saying no to people. And after a while, it, it becomes like breathing. So I want to name um, five things that might help someone that's listening to kind of get them out of a runt to get started on the right path. Um, it definitely helped me a lot. So I just want to share this with you. This is very personal. Um, so I thought that in this episode, I'd go ahead and list these five things that um, helped me become the best version of myself and find my authentic self. Number one, watch what you say. And I want you to think about that. Do you know anyone that's successful that ever says that I'm no good? And I'm going to fuck this up or I'm not going to succeed. Versus, yeah, I got this. It's not a thing. I'm going to do this. It's already done. In your mind, you already, you're already picturing yourself at the finish line. So I want you to watch exactly what you're saying out of your mouth. And that even means if you have to write it down, put it post-it notes on your on your bathroom, I want you to constantly be looking at something. I want stimuli everywhere, whether it's a note or a journal, writing it down is the best. Like if you could journal, that's, that's awesome. But if you're, I know there's a lot of people right now, they can barely handle, you know, small tasks, but if you're just starting out and you just want to give it a thought, do this. When you go to bed at night, I want you to just close your eyes and think about it. I want you to visualize it if you can't say it out of your mouth. But just know this, your words, they can become actions and actions could, I mean, this podcast, for example, you hearing my voice right now, wherever you are in the world, never in a million years. I didn't like my voice. I didn't like being on camera. However, now it's, you know, top 10 podcasts, 100 episodes clients. And this is coming from somebody who's been laying in bed in pain 
Um, I had severe physical issues. I had low self-esteem. And so that for me to say that to whoever's listening out there, it just takes one action. And I'm asking you to watch what you say out of your mouth. From now on, never say, I can't. Say, I am. And if you're going somewhere, for example, if you're going to work, if you're going to <clears throat> the gym, or if you're going somewhere, I want you to say, I, I get to. Because it, think about this. There's a lot of people that don't get to work out because they don't have arms or legs. Or there's a lot of people that are not working. But you get to, even though if your job sucks. By just saying those words that I get to, it changes the whole narrative. It's going to suck a lot less, if that makes sense. So if you go in somewhere, if you're in a bad relationship, use it for anything that you feel right now it's not serving you. Number two is look at um, all the people that's around you. We are the people that we hang around with. So if you're around five people that are always negative, always putting you down, you see red flags all the time. No matter how much work you do, you're going to catch some of that energy, that bad energy. So if you're, let's say, watching videos, you're watching, you know, hearing this podcast and you're listening to positive things, but you don't take action right when you log off of this podcast episode and you go right back to your friends, nothing's going to happen. I'm not saying to get rid of them, but I'm just saying you can distance yourself slowly. And you can continue listening to the positive things, hopefully on this podcast, but any uh, positive podcast, there's tons out there. And that's what I do. When I go for a walk, I listen to other people's podcasts and constantly putting good things in my ear. Because guess what? When you're saying good things and you're hearing good things, what do you think is going to happen? Versus you're with people that are putting you down that are negative and they're always like bitching and moaning. You're just going to keep living in that same runt. So watch who you're with. Watch who you're spending your time with. Number three, putting yourself first. This is a hard one for empaths and highly sensitive people. This took me a while. What does that mean to put yourself first? Well, this means that you're honoring what you say first. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. If you don't, if you feel pressured to do something, whether it's staying a little later at work or saying no to somebody going out to a birthday party, where if you don't go, they're going to hold you accountable, a wedding where you're just not feeling it, but you know, if you don't go, they're never going to talk to you again. You come first, your mental health comes first. Everyone else comes second. I want you to really close your eyes and think about that. How can I put myself first in every aspect? Because you can't fill somebody else's cup if yours is not filled. And I want you to think about that because if you're going around always helping people and you're constantly like not 100%, how much can you really give before you running out? So I want you to put yourself first. If that means like taking care of yourself, you know, by exercising or getting a massage or writing in your journal and telling yourself gratitude, three things that you're grateful for, or maybe you're listing some good qualities that you have, honoring yourself, saying no to people and 
and acknowledging that saying no to one person is a huge deal. You might blow it off, but like, guess what? The first time I said, no, I, I, I was happy. Like I was like still shaking. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to get fired. They're not going to like me. But in fact, like it did the opposite. They actually like respected me more. They're like, okay, you're a good worker. We don't want to lose you, but we're glad you spoke up. And here I thought like, man, if I say anything, they're going to like treat me worse or demote me. People respect you more, the more that you speak your mind and you honor yourself. Number four, do the work. A lot of people don't want to do the work. You're listening right now on this podcast and you're probably going to go to another one. Some people may not finish this whole podcast and they'll just keep going, hopping from YouTube, YouTube videos or podcast to podcast, just getting snippets here and there, but they'll never put it into action. They'll never do the work because life gets in the way. They don't make time for it. Oh, I'll do it later. If you really want to make a change and you really want to do the work, I want to Tell anybody that's listening, put five to 10 minutes aside every day, whether it's closing your eyes and being grateful or writing something could be like a couple sentences in your journal, doing something to get back to source, looking inside of you, your pure heart with no influence from from other people, no news, no negative news, no negative people. It's just you alone. And as humans, it's very tough for us to do. Start, think about just sitting for five minutes and doing nothing that, I mean, without a phone, like you're, I couldn't have done it, but I learned I would do it like two minutes and then I'd go to five minutes and now, you know, I'm up to 20, 25 minutes. So the more you can shut down and go into download, tap into that operating system, that subconscious, it will never lie to you. It will tell you what you want in life. But because we can't access that because of all the chaos that's going on in the world and the TV and our families and all the things on social media trying to compare and um, you're never going to get there unless you sit and you center yourself. And if you need help, there there's so many people out there that can help you with that. That's what I do. I, I show people how to do that. And that way, when I'm not there, to help them in a crisis, they can tap into their own energy. I can give them my energy through the coaching, but like when I'm not with them and I tell them this, when I'm not with you, I want you to do this. I want you to say this out loud. Obviously with breath and see what happens. See if you feel better. Number five, I've mentioned this many, many times on tons of episodes. I've had expert guests on here that swear by it. Movement, exercise, and I'm not talking about heavy exercise. I'm talking about going for a walk, going to the park, just doing light things. You don't have to do anything crazy. Once a day, when you do movement, blood flows, and that's going to clear your mind. I know if I, when I go for a walk for 15 minutes and I'm stressed out, whether I'm at work or wherever, once I make that decision to do something, that counts as something. I don't care if it's a walk or if it's just, you know, you're just on a bike or whatever it is. Movement is key. 
So if you can get your body to move, it's like a natural high. I mean, at least for me, I mean, you wonder why so many runners, they run for so long is they, they get that adrenaline rush. They get that runner's high, I should say. Some movement is better than others. So if you can just do it once a day and just see how you feel, one to 10, I want you to rate it. If you start getting better, guess what? It's working. If nothing's happening, then don't do it. But I can tell you this much. When I started walking every day, or I just started to just go out and go through, you know, like a park, just when I was like at a point where I was just going to lose my mind, it was like the best thing at that moment because it centered me. It, it made me, it forced me to be with my thoughts. And that's one thing that I find out with a lot of my clients, they don't want to be alone with their thoughts. That's too scary. That is off limits, too scary stuff. But I'm telling you, once you can be alone with yourself and not be afraid of people leaving you, that's the best feeling in the world. When you can be lonely, not lonely, but when you can be alone, because there's a difference between loneliness and being alone. But if you can be alone, you're dangerous at that point. If you think about it, if you can be alone, you're dangerous because that at that point, you don't need anybody. You're, you're just relying on yourself and your soul, your inner soul. So if like you're with a toxic relationship and you know how to be alone, they got a big problem because at that point you can just leave with no attachment or a job. You got somebody messing with you at the job. I mean, you're okay with leaving it, eventually finding another one. But if you're not afraid of being alone or that unknown, you're that much more powerful. So I really hope that some of these things have somewhat opened your eyes, but I just want you guys to leave you with this. Um, and I hope this resonates with you in closing. Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So meaning if you went through hell and now you've made it this far, there's a reason why you went through that. I want you to really think about that. If you went through hell with a person or just life in general, abuse, childhood, um, trauma, whatever it is, do you know how strong you have to be to go through that? Where many other people maybe don't have to go through all of that and they everything is hunky-dory. But you, the person that's listening, went through all that trauma with so much more responsibilities, with so much more pain and suffering. I mean, everyone goes through pain and suffering. That's part of life. But like, think about it. If you went through life and you made it this far, what does that say about you as far as toughness? I would rather have you on my team than somebody that's everything's been hunky-dory and easy. Because you, my friend, have endured and you can take things and still keep moving forward and it may not seem like you did much because you probably broke down and suffered and you would never do it again but i'm telling you there's a reason the universe gave you that situation 
And I'm here talking to you right now because of that. Because if I didn't go through it, I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be doing some job that I probably didn't prone it would hate. But because I went through all that trauma as a child and you know growing up, I was like, I'm gonna give back. I'm gonna tap into the people that that are strong, that are the strongest people on this planet, which are the trauma victims, because they made it this far where most people would have just said it, put their hands up and moved on and say that's enough is enough. I want you guys to start asking the universe and not be ashamed. Don't, don't feel like you, you can't ask. I want you to ask. And I want, to, I want you to see what happens. I want you to try new things that you know that you're not going to succeed in. I want you to fail in more things than possible. Because the more things that you try that make you uncomfortable, the more things that make you feel like that, I mean, you like you have no chance in doing, you're going to find something that you're going to hit a home run on. Because I've tried many things because a lot of number one question is I get is I, I don't know what my passion is. And these are people with good jobs, doctors, nurses, therapists, they, it's a lot, it's a lot of them that I spoke to, they don't, they hate what they're doing. They're burnt out. The money's not worth it. So it's not always grass isn't greener on the other side. I'd rather take a low end job where I have my peace than burn myself out just because of money and all the politics that go with, with all the responsibilities I'm at a point where I I can't entertain that. I'm perfectly fine with just doing something that I have a passion for that it makes a difference like this podcast. So I want you to start asking the universe for what you want. Look for signs. I know numbers, you'll see certain things when you're on the road. Look for signs in the sky. I mean, there's nature. I mean, I have some stories, which I'll probably do another whole episode on. Like when I started thinking about certain things, I swear things started popping up left and right for me, especially like, for example, the podcast, I never thought I'd go past one. Here I am over a hundred. How did that happen? I visualized it. And you know what else I did? I take a screenshot of it. I wrote down in my journal that. I would hit a hundred episodes that meant a lot to me and a hundred different people all around the world because that was a personal goal just for myself. So I want you to make goals because if you don't have a map of where you're going, you're just going to keep doing the same thing. So it doesn't have to be huge. Don't be like, okay, I'm going to go from here to being, you know, a doctor or from here, I'm going to, you know, be, happy from now on. No, I want you to take it slow and be like, I'm just going to have a good day today and I'm going to treat myself and um, I'm going to be just thankful. Something simple as that will start a spark. Finally, the final thing that I want to leave you guys with is 
the mind is more powerful than we think. What you guys see and you scroll all day on social media, on Facebook, is not real. The stuff that we hear on the news doesn't help, especially the empaths and highly sensitive person with their spirit. All the exterior doesn't help us at all. There's going to be guaranteed suffering in this world, and you're going to face a lot of things in this lifetime. That's a given. But I don't want you to expect anything from anyone. The moment we start expecting things, we we get what? When it doesn't happen, we get depressed and we get angry and we we're like, see, it didn't happen. So I want you to stop expecting things from someone. Do it yourself. Self-coach yourself. I mean, yeah, go, reach out to people for guidance, but you're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to walk through that door. When you get off this podcast, don't just shut it off and be like, okay, I'll remember. I got to go do something. And then 99% of you guys that are listening, I would say 90% is going to listen to it and get really somewhat motivated, but then forget about it. And that's, I was one of them too. I would, I would listen to all these podcasts ready to hit the world. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to go do this. And it never happened. One step at a time. When you get off this podcast, when you click off of this, if you made it this far, that says something huge about you. If you made it this far in this episode, most people won't. And if they do, and then they log off of this and they actually get off this and they write down the three things that they're grateful for and they continue to do that and they start visualizing what they want in life and understand the universe has no concept of time. But if you focus enough and you visualize it, it will come true. So with that said, I hope this helped you somewhat. Please share it with somebody who might be going through a hard time. And just know you guys always have access to me. If you're looking for coaching, I have a few seats left. I would love to have you reach out. The The link is somewhere in the bio. Um, if not, you can look for many other YouTube videos and there's tons of different help out there. There's groups. Do that. Do something. But just don't wallow that nothing's happening to me, that I'm never going to change. I'm stuck in this like lifeless marriage or, you know, I'm, I'm a single parent and I'm going through so much and it's overwhelming. I don't have time for all this. I get it. I get it. But you're not alone now. So I expect you guys, when you get off this, make some action. Don't talk it. Do it. And remember, words are golden. So whatever you start saying from now on, I want you to say I am or I get to. Because in life, the more you focus on gratitude, everything changes overnight. And I'm living proof of it. And trust me, guys, I've been through the ringer. I mean, I've been bedridden. I couldn't move for a long time after a car accident. And then I couldn't work. I, I was overweight. 
I had a lot of addictions. Writing something in a book, forget that. I'm just lucky that I can maybe get out of bed. You know, I was that bad. So I'm coming to you from a place where I know how you guys are feeling. If it's that bad, reach out to me. I'm always here for you. So with that said, stay tuned. Thank you for coming with me on this journey. I love you guys all. Stay true to yourself and wish you the best. Stay tuned for the next episode and we are out. You're listening to the on-call and